Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Welcome to the very special Royal Blue podcast, which today comes from the Solar Campus, which of course is the training base of Tranmere Rovers. And the reason for our visit today is to come and talk to former Everton player James Wallace, who, as you will hear over the course of this podcast, has been back at Prenton Park since January last year. James, is that right? Yeah, January. Um, so thanks very much for your time, really appreciate it. So um, just start, mate. Can you bring us up to speed with where you're at? And, and is it right that you're, you're out at the minute? Are you injured? Is no, that... no, I'm back, I'm back training. Um, I had... Eight months out with an MCL reconstruction, so I got back from that. Had four weeks of training, two reserve games, and then just picked up a little niggly groin, kept me on for two weeks, and now I've trained all week, looking to be involved again, tagging up for the last ten games. Right, I was going to say that the plan is now hopefully to to be part of what hopefully is a promotion run. Yeah, definitely. I think I think we get one more crack at the league, one more little shot at it. It'll come down to one game, but if not, we go again with the playoffs like we did and hopefully we've got more experience and that feeling of losing there you vanish it mm. how, how's the place changed because for, for Evertonians who are listening who, who, who maybe aren't familiar or, or forgotten this is your second permanent spell back here how have the club you, you, you arrived at the club league one and, and things were different how, how's it changed how's it, the feeling uh, about the it's place? evolved massively the, the new chairman Mark Palios he's come in just round the ground everything look at the training ground we've got this in League One, League Two, most most clubs don't have these facilities. It's it's, it's brilliant. So um, we're very lucky in that way. Obviously, the field stuff hasn't been great with two relegations, but mm-hmm. the way, I think the club club was just doing enough each year to stay up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, back to back relegations, and now I think the tide's starting to turn with the club, and then um, the promotions will follow. I think. For people who, who who maybe don't watch National League footy and stuff, you've played at all the levels. Is it is it as uncompromising and as tough as people say it is? It is. It's it is. It's really tough. It's it's competitive. Like yeah. sometimes the football isn't great, but it's it's relentless. Sometimes you've got to go to AstroTurf. You're travelling to yeah. Dover. Then you're at, it's, a, it's a lot. It's it's, um, it's very competitive. Do you get frustrated when people in my job or whoever or supporters? talk to you and, and, and can't help but talk about injuries because it frustrates um, you injuries frustrate me in general yeah but football fans have got their opinion journalists have got everyone's got their own opinion so I mean just being bigger players better players than me who've went through or who've been yeah. Owen Argues for example did listen to his interview the other day on Sky where he plays with a hamstring strain against someone in the Champions League semi-final <laughs> That's what you do, because you're embarrassed to say you're injured, but I've played with tie strains. I carried on in the semi-final against Aldershot last year with a pin hanging out my knee. 
couldn't my knee weren't stable carried on for 10-15 minutes telling myself it was alright when it weren't because my family are in the cars I'm letting the managers down I'm thinking I'll be alright for Wembley so on the other hand let anyone say what they want but the only thing that matters is the people in the club and your family Yeah, you know what I mean so but the injuries are the tough mentally more than anything else. I was gonna say that must that must be the biggest part of it is dealing with it because you're a footballer. Football's what you know and you just want to play and, and you haven't always been able to do that. I guess. No, no. If what you say is right, yeah. Um, uh, I do everything right as well. I come in, do my pre I've got my master. I do everything. I don't know. I haven't had a pre-season for six years. Sometimes that help, it, it helps massively because when I left the first time when I went to League One yeah. when I left Everton I had a full pre-season the old Les Paddy pre-season which was wow that was brutal <laughs> S- running up sand hills oh, everywhere that. yeah yeah that was that was the uh, first day I think was like a eight mile run <laughs> every moment wow that was tough so um, that gives you a foundation to build off and then you get your pre-season games in and you feel that, that year I felt unstoppable I felt that was the best I've Best form was in best fitness, best shape, and so I think if I get one pre-season, I always seem to pick up a little injury at the end of the season, which not people. So if I can get a full pre-season, I think that I'll start the incline again and start coming back. Because that first season permanently, Tramby, I think you you were top at the end of January. Weren't yeah, you? You I think it was like the first eighteen, nineteen games we went unbeaten, and then we went to Bournemouth and got drummed. Yeah, that's the, it's the more or less some of the same players now. That that was an eye opener, like so. And they, they look they, where they've gone now. They so they, up, they, yeah. some of the most of their players were League mm-hmm. One, and look where they've got to now. So it just shows you, you can you can get to that level, can't you? So, but it takes a lot to get there. Don't get me wrong. But so you joined Everton at thirteen, I believe. And it, it, uh, yeah, say thirteen. I was there when I was eight. But <laughs> Martin Waldron said I was um, too fat and can't run. <laughs> yeah, that one, is that yeah. So I come back when I was thirteen, and it was it was a great time. Yeah. Uh, so who were your who were your teammates when you certainly when you got to twenty ones level? Um, we had well Ross Barkley was playing up, um, Shane Duffy, Squadron Mustafi, Luke Garvey, Conor McElhaney, Jose Baxter, wow. Hope Achpan, Adam Forshaw. I feel sorry if I'm missing a few out here. There's loads. Do it. No, every one of them have went on to yeah play and do do well. So it just shows you what a club Everton is for the youngsters. Mm. It's fantastic. It's one of the I, I regard the people there in the academy, the f- brilliant people, not just on the football pitch, but the way they make it into a person. Right. You, you, do you felt they changed you then for the better? Definitely, yeah. Okay. If we had Andy Alden now, and Stubbs as our reserve managers, the people you don't want to cross, and they sort of give you a like a father figure sort. Of, you know what I mean? They, yeah. they tell you if you if you cross the line. And that's what we needed. Sometimes you get a clip around here off Big Taffy, like so. <laughs> but as you say, you, you listed a load of names there. Some are playing in the Premier League. You know, some really talented players in that group. Some fantastic players. Some who are 14, 15, you never have thought that they'd go on to what. Uh, and some who, who was better at 15, 16, sort of fades away. So it just shows you you've just got to keep going and yeah. you'll get there wherever you, wherever you end up to be, it'll happen. So you, you made your debut August 2009 against Sigma. Sigma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell me about that experience as a young lad and, and getting the call up from, from, from Moisey and, and, and how that, that whole, those few days were for you. I think the first one was PS, PSV, pre-season yes. friendly. I was an Everton fan. I was 
just being new team level and he said come on you're involved for the friendly sit on the bench if you get on good luck to you I turned up to the changing rooms and all me because I'm an Everton fan, massive Everton fan. I was yeah. a season ticket holder the year before. Right, where was your ticket for? Gladys? Main stand. Yeah. I'm not that rough in the Gladys Street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I walked in the changing rooms and got Arteta, Jaggy Elka. I was just, I was starstruck, really. I, was, yeah. I felt like I was out of place. Right. Yeah. So what's that like for a young lad? And I speak to a lot of young lads who make the step up and they always talk about the speed of the game and the pace and stuff, but you have to deal with being... In all of your heroes' respect, respect as well. I suppose that's why that's why I'm not playing at that level because I was. I suppose the players you get to there don't think about that, but I right. I was going seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. And I thought bloody hell. Yeah. And you learn a lot. You look at them what they do and what it takes to get there. So credit to all and what they've done, brilliant. Was Was there any one of the senior pros at, at PSV and then with the Olympics game who who sort of took you under their wing and went, look, James, I'll I'll tell you how this works. It has all the. But they had like a little gang, Jagiel, Hirosman, Ibo, Kale. And they sort of, me and Jose was together at the time and they sort of looked after us a bit. But surprisingly, Louis Saha, he was, he was quality, but he always really? put your arm around you. Yeah. Right, okay. No. So people, people would be maybe surprised about that. I know Louis is a nice guy and stuff, yeah. but. He's, a, he's another one who suffered with injuries as yeah. well, but wow, that man can finish. Insane. <laughs> That's you'd just be looking at thinking, bloody yeah. hell, if he never had them injuries, what he could have well what he did do was amazing, but could he win again. So in that Europa League game you did come off the bench, you and Jose came on at the same time. Um for people who might not have forgot uh, remember, Hibbo got sent off after six minutes. Are yeah. you sat there thinking, nice one to yeah. yeah. I'm talking and I'm getting on here you now. But um <laughs> Steve Ryan, the assistant manager at the time, I get your shin pads on while you're going on, so <laughs> start to panic on them. I had no. You put this like soft underwrap on to keep your shin pads up. Couldn't find it, so I've just went, Jimmy, give me the tape. So I've put the tape on that. I couldn't feel my calf, so I was nervous. But I got got on left midfield. I had a little cut in from the side and thought, shoot, shoot. And I seen Brazilian Joe there. Ah. And laid him off. But there was some feeling for an Everton fan going up to play a competitive game. Yeah. Although it was a Europa League qualifier, it's still. Still competitive. I've never let no one take it away from me. So, but, right. so. You, you would be forgiven at that point for thinking, right, this, I'm, 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 in, I'm in the door now, I've got a foot in the door. What were your thoughts around that time? Just to continue learning and progressing with the reserve team. It, I, I'd only just stepped up to the reserve team level, really. Mm. So it was just to continue doing that, playing regularly with them. And then if you do get the call up, just be ready because we go over to train with them. Mm. And that was tough. You, you, the difference in the reserve to there was massive. Yeah. You know what I mean? You come you're coming into top quality players there, and more you if you weren't up to standard, you get on you. Like, really, yeah. Get back at the, yeah. So um, that was it. Really, just continue progressing and learning from them, and try and stay in around the squad for as long as I can. As as a young lad, how do you approach those training sessions? Do you go in thinking, right, I want to make a name for myself here? Like, you know, it might be something as crude as going in hard on a senior pro or or you just try and just blend in and just do the simple stuff I think stuff. the first few times you are know, like that my first training session I think a two foot of Phil Neville <laughs> and then I, I, I tackled Jakubu that was probably chasing my first touch like but um, depends it depends what sort of session it is there's a Friday one when they're leading up to a game on a Saturday you're there for you basically make the numbers up yeah, for them to yeah. do the mannequins and but if you if you if you're there on a Tuesday and a Thursday where it's really mm. 
tough work, hands on knees when you finish, breathing hard. It's under Moyes, it was relentless, obviously, in there under the other, but it was good. You mentioned a little bit about Moyes' character there. How did you find him in the time you did work with him? He was good. He was a good man. He'd, he'd tell you straight if you're out of line, he'd send you in if you weren't doing it. But also, pre season, he, he took the run, he took everything. I loved him. What he'd done for Everton was great. Yeah. I know we didn't get a trophy under him, but he led us to our fourth finish, was he? Yeah. So yeah. He was, he was good. He's give me he give me an advantage in the game. He give me a yeah. step, not stepping stone, a, a chance. Yeah. And for me to build a career off that. So. How much are you still in touch with the lads at Everton? Obviously, Jose would be one. But it, um, it, yeah, um, majority of them staff, and then the lads through Instagram. But you know, you have your. I don't really get. Don't really have many footballer friends. Right. My friends are away from football. I don't know why that is, but Jose, Jerry Kinsella, another one who was yeah. there, he went to Fleetwood. Yeah. Um, they're my two real good friends from football yeah. and then the rest of outside. So after that debut, you embarked on a bit of a lone run of teams, Berry, Shrewsbury. Yeah, well, I went to Berry, um, played the first game against Peterborough in the Cup, and then <laughs> snow, frozen pitches, so the um, I couldn't, the games got called off the last four games, so my loan got cut short, and then went to Shrewsbury yes. under our assistant manager now, Michael Jackson, him and Graham Turner. Same thing happened there. Come, come back after missing three, three games with the frozen pitches and pulled my tie. So I got sent back to Everton and went back again. It was just reoccurring thing, really. But the real loan that sort of gave me a building block was Stockport. Um, Stubbs, he said to me, right, you're going to Stockport. I went, fair enough. <laughs> So I went you, you don't get any say in this, it's just you going. You do have a say, but the man's played how many games yeah. in the Premier League. You, they're, they're there to give you advice and nurture into what, you know what I mean? So I went to Stockport, played 18, 19 games. I think there was 15, 16 points of drift at the time. We just, after three games, they gave me the arm on. So showed you what sort of character I was and how much I impressed there. But unfortunately, the club went on that year but it was sort of writings on the wall but that was the first time where I thought right this is what it's about even though it was only League 2 and that was probably my best time playing football and my happiest Right so in summer of 2012 how do you how do you react when Everton pick up the phone or bring you in and go look we've accepted an offer from Tranmere we're happy for you to go are you are you disappointed or are you are you a realist in that point um, you're still only a young lad you know, to be honest I Moise called me in the office at the end of the season before the Tramia phone call was. He said to me, there's another year for you if you want it. He said, you're more than welcome to stay here and keep doing what you're doing and go on loan. And it was a big decision on my part, I thought. Fellaini, Arteta, Rodwell, Goslin. I said, realistically, I'm, I'm not going to play. I didn't have the self-belief in myself to play ahead of them because, for one, I'm not a better footballer. Moisey probably didn't trust the young kid to go and play in there and I thought I'm not at that level which I knew so I um, took the step and went to Tramia Ronnie Moore rang me said I'll give you the two year deal I'll make you captain come and play for me in League One so it's ten minutes from my doorstep I want to be playing against some good team captain of the club at 19, 20 why not? Because at the time Ronnie had said he was in no doubt that you'd be back playing in the Premier League did you, did you share that feeling at in 2012 at that point? That year I left the first six months leading up to Christmas. I believed it, yeah. yeah. I had thoughts I could go on. 
from Tramia to the Championship and Premiership, yeah, I did still have belief I could do that. It's been knocked out of me now, like I'm on a rebuilding pattern, rebuilding blocks with my career at the minute, but I did. I genuinely believe I could have. Is that difficult for you to kind of have to accept then? You know, that that dream might not be there anymore? Or? Um, no, everything happens for a reason. I strongly believe that, and I think. No disrespect to anyone, but I think I've dropped down to this level because of injuries. I think if I would have stayed fit, I would have been League One, maybe Championship, and then who knows. But um, I think everyone's here for a reason at the level you you are. So it sounds like you, you were, but were you mentally? Because a lot of, a lot of young lads aren't ready for that for that conversation with Moisey or Martinez or whoever it is. Were you mentally ready for the for the club to say look? It's up to you, your decision. Yeah, we're happy well, for you. Know, I had the loan, so I sort of knew what I was getting myself into. I knew that I needed to play man's football. I think Stubbsy and Taft taught me enough and gave me enough of backing to write. Don't take the contract here, sort of go and earn yourself a name and mm. get make yourself a career. So I was a mature, mature chat kid back then, so and I knew it was the right decision. So, so looking at where you are now, and you said at the top of the of, of the interview that you can just get fit, last ten games, be involved. Do you still have the the, the dreams, if you like, that you not maybe at the same level that you once did, but you still dreaming of, of of playing at a certain level? Yeah, well, it's for me. I set little 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 um, targets in my head. So now ten games, maybe not start ten games, but to be involved for ten games. If I do that, right, full pre-season, so little targets. Next year, 30 games, so little targets in my head. And then if I get through that, then... Because at the minute, I'm in a, I have, I've got no, no backing, really, over the last few years with my injuries. Mickey Mellon's been great to me. He's kept his faith in me. He's saying, you'll get there, keep going. I think Nigel Clough was one of my biggest inspirations while I was injured. He was great with me. It's, he had Sean Barker, a lad at Derby, done his whole knee and he's still trying to get back and Cluffy's still bringing him in, come on, keep going, keep going, you'll get there. So you'd have people like that telling you who've been in the game that amount of time, it can change in the cliff of a finger. I was Sheffield United experience because as you said, Clough, I, I was reading some stuff before this and as you said he was really supportive of you. And He was, yeah, he just, I think the talent was there to see so it was whether I can get the fitness side right but I could just never quite get it right and sometimes I was my own downfall because I weren't brave enough to say I'm struggling here and I went to Doncaster away and I pulled my groin three weeks before bad and it was feeling alright he went to alright I said yeah I was training the next day Friday training the Friday and he went right you starting tomorrow after one day's training I thought Oof. he dropped the captain for me after 15 minutes I come off for a groin strain I just broke down in tears in the um, in the showers, so sad like that. But they, I try and banish their, their memories out of all the bad ones. When your family drive all the way to Doncaster, watching you come off after fifty, you just feel like you're letting people down. I've told that to the managers of being under, but it it's da- it damaged me mentally. At the time. I'm in a much better place now after being through it. So, mm. and when I was just um, doing a bit of background research and stuff I'd forgotten that you'd gone to the under 20s World Cup with England isn't it? I think you'd got four caps with the under 20s gone to Colombia yeah I went to Colombia that was fantastic experience we had the current England England manager with us Southgate Brian Eastwick and Stuart Pearce just one guy not to mess around with um, <laughs> didn't went there it was a tough tournament we played um, 
I didn't play first game. I think it was South North Korea. I think. North Korea. Yeah, yeah. South Korea. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. Plays Argentina. Come on, he said, man, Mark Lamella. <laughs> Cheers, sure. <laughs> um, that was a great experience. And then Mexico, they were brilliant. One of the best teams at that level. Yeah. And we got through to the quarter final thing against Nigeria. Nigeria. Yeah. That was an eye opener. Like, come on, come on! In that game, <laughs> fell over the ball, butted the floor, but. <laughs> Pop me nose open, I think I'd give the ball away and he scored to knock us out. So, in the end, it weren't a great tournament for me, but it was a great experience. You mentioned Lamella there. I was do- when I was looking back, there was some serious talent in that tournament. Yeah. Salah, Firmino, I think James Rodriguez was involved. Yeah, there was some some players like him. We had we had Sahado Berino. He, he yes. went on to do good, but at the minute, he's having a bit of a dry, dry patch. But yeah. there was some, some talented players. I think, don't get me wrong, I know I'm not stupid. They had, we had Jack Wilshere, John Joe Shell. We had players who were playing who were in the Premier League who yeah. couldn't go to the tournament. That's why we went. I'm not stupid, you know. Yeah, they? but you take the opportunity. But yeah, of course. There's how many footballers who've come to do, get get a chance to go to Colombia? Yeah. You don't get a chance to go to Colombia anyway. So <laughs> that was a great experience, and also to go and play in the World Cup. Yeah, so, it's all little tick marks, isn't it? Absolutely, Carl. Just just finally, man. I really appreciate your time. So. Is there, is, there, is there a feeling of confidence around this place that, you know, there's some big fish in the National League, but Tramia are good enough to be competing and good enough to get out of what is a really, really difficult league? It is, yeah, but at the minute the table doesn't lie. We're not, we haven't been good enough. We've done well in patches. The start sort of hindered that. We did weren't good enough at the start of the season, but 10 games to go. Can we do it? Maybe. If not, we gear ourselves up and we go for the playoffs. I'm going with it. Tom Man James, thanks very much for your time.